1: Welcome to the Learning Unlocked podcast, presented by Open Sesame. Taking a deep dive into the global world of learning and development with practical tips and tricks, along with insights from leading brands and the people that make them work. This is Learning Unlocked. Now, here's your host, Brian Berger. My guest is Mike Tannenbaum. He joined ESPN as an NFL front office insider in April of 2019. He's a former NFL executive with more than two decades of experience in team front offices. He's contributed to ESPN's coverage of the NFL draft since 2019. Prior to ESPN, Tannenbaum worked for several NFL franchises, most notably as executive vice president of football operations for the Miami Dolphins and executive vice president and GM of the New York Jets. His tenure with the Jets marked the most successful seven-year period in franchise history. He's now one of the founders of On This Topic, which brings stories of leadership, teamwork, motivation, and performance from the world of sports. He's going to be joining his On This Topic partner, Cleveland Browns Chief Strategy Officer Paul DiPodesta, uh, on a webinar on January 25th at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, The title of the webinar What Can Pro Sports Teach Us About the Power of Risks? You can register at opensesame.com. Mike, thanks so much for joining me on the Learning Unlocked podcast. How are you?
0: Doing great, Brian. Thanks so much for
1: having me. So let's start with this. Why did you and Paul get together and start on this topic?
0: Well, you know, we felt like, based on our collective history, that, you know, there are so many interesting stories out there. And that there were great micro lessons that are told by athletes, by professionals that just had a lot of real world themes that talk about things like teamwork and perseverance and motivation, dealing with adversity. And we just felt like, you know, there were incredible stories to tell by Paul, by myself, by a lot of people we met and that we felt like there was a a huge market of people that would enjoy and consume This content people that were in sports but also people that were just trying to be the best version of themselves or were taking classes to improve and um through the power of our network and our our wives karen and, and michelle we thought there was great content out there that we could collect and then share with the world so
1: who else is on your team you just mentioned your wives who else is on the on this topic team
0: Yep. So it, it, it's the four of us. And, you know, more than that, Brian, it, it's the people that we're, we're talking to and we couldn't be more excited, you know, going out to the marketplace with some just incredible people. Like for example, Curtis Martin, who was drafted by the New England Patriots. Um, I got to know Curtis very well um, at the New York Jets. He's in the pro football hall of fame uh, class of 2012. Amber Nichols, who uh, you may be familiar with. She's uh, the uh, second female GM in G-League history. She's with uh, the Washington Wizards G-League team, the Capital City Go-Go. Um, Cullen Jones, who's an Olympic gold medal swimmer, two-time silver medalist in 2012. And then Justin Surveya, who's uh, the head of mental performance with the Tampa Bay Rays. He's been around uh, the big leagues for quite a while. So we feel like we have a really interesting group of people. Their stories, their bas- backgrounds are extremely disparate and I think will be very insightful.
1: I've got to imagine. So, you're doing this on the Open Sesame Plus platform. You're doing videos of your learnings and teachings, doing TV for
0: ESPN. That's probably been pretty helpful for you when you're doing these videos, right? You know, Brian, it's interesting. It's all very similar. It's really about storytelling and just in terms of really like these sort of like digestible bite-sized three to five minute stories about, and it's things that we all deal with, right? Just in terms of what do you do when you have a bad day or when you have a bump in the road and how do you work through that? How do you persevere? And that's really like the exciting thing about working with on this topic um, and, and open Sesame just in terms of, we just think there's so many things that people will resonate when you're talking about Olympic caliber swimmers and listening to Cullen Jones when he was five years old and had, a near death experience almost drowning and and to turn that on its head and what he's accomplished um, just one remarkable antidote after the next. And I think people will be captivated by what, you know, we, we see sort of like the result of, of the stories, Curtis Mark on the hall of fame, or, you know, what Paul's done where he's been, he's run multiple franchises in baseball and now is thriving in, in pro football and all the work that he got to get, to get there. So I think, one of the things that we're trying to accomplish is take people to the process, not just the result.
1: Yeah. And I think one of the things you guys do well, too, is one of the things we've learned on this podcast is that stories stick. So when you're trying to teach people things, if you can bring a tangible story, those are memorable and people tend to engage with those more than just, you know, some bullet points and and random teachings.
0: Brian, that's a great point. I think stories is such an effective way. Like I'm privileged to be uh, on the faculty at at Columbia in their master's program, and we just find that the power of story is such a great way for lessons to resonate. And I think, again, we're we're very privileged to be working with Open Sesame and Open Sesame Plus, just in terms of, you know, through their platform and and their network, there's so many people that'll be able to consume, again, in digestible three to five-minute stories just to hear, again, from people that they may recognize, but Again, our goal is to bring them behind the curtain.
1: More of Learning Unlocked is coming up after this. Diversity, equity, and inclusion continues to be a top priority for businesses everywhere. Open Sesame has created a survey that will give you insight into where your organization stands on diversity. Aside from being educational, this survey is a powerful tool to help you understand areas of improvement and spark conversations about strategies for creating a more inclusive and equitable workplace. After you take the short survey, you'll get access to Open Sesame's DEI Toolkit, an online hub where you can find additional resources. Visit OpenSesame.com today to start your survey. Back to Learning Unlocked. Here's Brian Berger. All right, so I've got to ask you about one of your courses because I I have the list of some of your courses here. Negotiate by listening. You're someone who has negotiated as an agent. You've also sat on the other side as an executive with the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets. Negotiate by listening. Without giving away all the trade secrets of the course, give me a a teaser of what that course is about.
0: Well, I think one of the things that we – learn is you know we, we oftentimes want to go into a negotiation brian and we just want to you know say everything on our mind and we've worked so hard to you know prepare and we want to sit down and, and like we want to tell everybody what our position is and why our position is and we're excited and we prepared and I, candidly i've made a lot of those mistakes myself and what i learned over time and was trained is the power of asking the right question And when you ask the right question, it's amazing how quickly you could get to a result that's not just great for you, but really it's about problem solving and understanding what's important to the other side. Not what they want, Brian, but why they want it. And I think listening, in my experience, is the most underrated aspect and skill necessary for an effective negotiator.
1: So how do you get to that asking the right question point? Is that before you go into the negotiation? Is it listening during the negotiation? Is it both?
0: I think it's, it's all that. I think it's about, you know, I always feel like roughly if I could speak 35% of the time, I'm doing really well. Like I want to speak 35 and listen 65%. And by doing that, I'm probing. And again, I'm really not just focusing on what somebody wants. i I've was with teams for 20 plus years and everyone knew there was a salary cap and there were certain constraints. But if we were trying to sign a player, Brian, I'd want to know like what were their goals and why they they wanted to achieve what they wanted to achieve. And again, it could be average per year. It could be guaranteed money. It could be upside with an incentive package. There could be, you know, a number of different sort of like indices within the deal that were really important that we were trying to peg. And I found over time, the more I could refine my battery of questions, the more effective a negotiator became.
1: If you're an everyday employee, you're not a pro sports executive or athlete, and you're listening to this right now. You know, there's a lot of books out there about negotiating. Some people say never throw the first number; let the other person throw the first number. Are there some basic do's and don'ts if you're sitting down to negotiate? If you're an everyday person,
0: you know that's a great question. I, and I don't know if it's a one size fits all approach, but for me, Brian, I, I think it's about. Again, based on my experience, I have worked in ecosystems where you're dealing with the same people over and over again. So it's not in your best interest to just go out and get the best deal and the other side not feel good about it because you're going to deal with that person again. If he or she has leverage on you the next time, what do you think they're going to do to you? So to me, I want to figure out what the other side needs and why they need it, and then really work hard to kind of figure out a solution. We both could claim some victory. And, and candidly, both have a little bit of pain. And if that means going first, I'm okay with it. I'm going to justify my position and say, here's what I'm comfortable with and why. And oftentimes, and Brian, this is was a very effective technique. I used to say to the person I'm sitting across, like, look, if you want me to go first, no problem. I have two numbers. One is a number that I have some flexibility. Another number is one I really don't have flexibility. So if you feel like we have to go back and forth a couple of times, no problem. I'm going to give you one number. If we're trying to get something done sooner than later, I'm going to give you a different number. Which one do you want?
1: Wow. In the, in the essence of storytelling, is there a negotiation that you had that you look back on and you're like, that was a win win for everyone. We got what we wanted and the athlete got what they wanted.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I'll just stick with Curtis Martin, you know, Curtis Martin at the time that was going back a number of years, but he was a restricted free agent with the new England Patriots. So. We were clearly on the same side of with him in terms of we had to construct an offer sheet that we felt at the time the Patriots wouldn't match. So we we had to come up with a deal. It was really like almost like a three- party transaction, Brian, where we had a reach an agreement between the Jets and Curtis Martin, but also one between Curtis Martin and us where we did' hope that New England wouldn't match the offer sheet. So we had to work really hard on coming out with some deal points that we thought they would be uncomfortable matching. And that's what exactly had happened. They wound up not matching the offer sheet. We got Curtis Martin, and and the rest was history. So that that was a more complicated deal, Um, probably a little bit atypical because you're dealing with a third-party team. Um, But that was one where I felt like we had great preparation, we had a good strategic plan, and it was well-executed.
1: Yeah, the other thing someone in your position has to be prepared for is you've got to have contingency plans, right? Because like you just said, you're depending on New England not matching if they do match, well, now you're out on Curtis Martin, and you've got to go back to the drawing board and fill that running back position. So, I imagine someone in your position, you've got to have lots of contingency plans.
0: Yeah, that's right. You know, I always say like our plan is firmly etched in pencil um, <laughs> for, for for the reasons Brian you just uh, enumerated. Um, you, you you just don't know. Um, so it could be about a running back. It could be about you know a, a number of different things, and that's why it's just so important that. If you're building a team or you know, if someone else is listening to this podcast, whatever um they're they're negotiating, whatever their plan is, the more optionality that you have, the better chance you have of you know, again, like getting the results you want. And knowing that like optionality does a number of things. Fundamentally, what it does is it gives you confidence in the negotiation, meaning like you're not just sitting there thinking, like, oh my gosh, like what happens if we don't get this deal done? Like going into the deal psychologically. Having multiple optionality is, to me, a very comforting feeling, and it gives you not emboldened to be antagonistic, but emboldened to know that, hey, if this doesn't work out, like we're going to be okay. And There's a great axiom, which is usually the person that wins the negotiation is the person that cares the least, and you could care the least if you are comfortable with the options you may have.
1: More of Learning Unlocked is coming up after this. Open Sesame helps companies develop the world's most productive and admired workforces. How? By having the most comprehensive catalog of e-learning courses from the world's top publishers, publishers like TED and Harvard, and having courses that cover learning topics like diversity, equity, and inclusion, leadership development, safety and compliance, and wellness. Try a course for free today by visiting opensesame.com backslash Course of the week. Back to Learning Unlocked. Here's Brian Berger. Another one of your top courses that I'm super interested in difficult conversations. And, you know, I've been in locker rooms, I've watched shows like Hard Knocks, and you've got to have difficult conversations where you've got to cut a player, or you've got to trade a player. How do you handle those? Because you're probably having those more than the average person, I would assume.
0: Yeah. And um, I, I've tried to refine my approach over the years. One of the things that has been really helpful is a book called um, Radical Candor um, by Kim Harris. And in, in her, she what she talks about is about having these conversations ahead of time and investing in people. And we work really hard on that to be, be better and better at that. And typically that conversation would sound something like this where like bringing a player to say, hey – look, this is where you're falling short, whatever your performance may be. And if it doesn't get better, you're not going to be here. And that's a conversation that you don't want to have. And candidly, we don't want to have. So let's work really hard on A, B, and C so we don't have to have that other conversation because while neither you or I like this conversation we're having, we're, we would like to have that conversation even less. So let's avoid that other conversation and really focus it on the, what we need to do to avoid that conversation.
1: There's so many difficult conversations taking place in the general workplace today, whether it's, hey, we've got to work remotely or hybrid, or you know, there's vaccination conversations. There's all kinds of different conversations taking place right now. What advice would you have for, again, everyday people who are managing a staff in the workplace?
0: Yeah, again, I think it comes back to the same uh, fundamentals, which is Why are we having this conversation? Why is getting vaccinated important? Let's go to the science. Let's go to the data. What is that telling us? And we're not trying to implement this because, you know, we're trying to be mean-spirited. We're trying to do this because this is a healthy and safe environment for everybody, for you, for your fellow workers. Um, And when we follow the science, the data, this is not something that we are indiscriminately saying we need to do. It's something that is for the greater good.
1: I mentioned earlier in our introduction that you had the most successful seven-year period in franchise history with the New York Jets. It's no secret, the Jets have not been accustomed to winning a lot in the last, I'd say, 30 years. So you went in and you changed the culture. And that's another one of your courses, developing culture. I ask this to owners of teams, coaches, athletes all the time. How do you change the culture when you're walking into a a situation where not a lot of success or winning has taken place?
0: You know, Brian, that's a very simple question and it's a complicated answer. And uh, I was very privileged about uh, three or four weeks ago to listen to a gentleman named Howard Bihar. And Howard Bihar was like the number three employee at Starbucks. He told an incredible story about how they had a young female uh, barista in Southern California who had suggested multiple times to start a frappuccino uh, option because they were losing a lot of customers that were walking literally across the street and he's like you know we had all these fancy vps and brand experts and marketers and they kept saying no 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 we're a coffee shop we're you know that's not who we are and she persisted and eventually they started with frappuccinos and he said it turned into a billion dollar category wow. and what they learned from that was The person who's going to sweep the floor is going to buy the broom. And that, to me, is a great example of culture. And whether you're building Starbucks and and deciding on if and when you're going to have Frappuccinos or you're running the New York Jets, I think a few fundamental sort of qualities uh, are, are very consistent, Brian. One is, again, listening, understanding the other person's goals, insecurities, dreams, what keeps them up at night. And how can we collectively get there where it's good for you and good for the organization and then I and I think culture is somewhat of an overused word but to me at its simplest most basic if you lowest common denominator it's basically what is the acceptable behavior and once you define it you just have to work incredibly hard each and every day of what you stand for and it's going to be tested by players it's going to be t- tested by staff it's going to be tested by A whole bunch of different people. And as long as you adhere to it and you just stack one good day on top of the next, you know, we constantly talked about, you know, a very few guiding principles. One was every rock, every day, Brian. We were going to scour and look at every possibility to improve the team from the CFL to the Arena League to a waiver claim. Every day we were going to try to get better. And then in God we trust for everyone else, we need data. And what we meant by that was, We were going to have a process. We were going to be objective. We were going to go through it. We were going to look at data. We were going to look at tape. We were going to look at everything we needed to make the best objective decision for the organization. And we wouldn't be perfect, but if we had the right process more times than not, we would get the right result.
1: You've worked for multi-billionaire team owners and you're working for ESPN now. You've worked for an agency. We talk a lot also on this podcast about how leadership comes from the top down. How has that played into
0: your career thus far? I try to take the best of everybody from, you know, I've been very fortunate. I've worked for Coach Parcells, Coach Belichick twice, um, Woody Johnson, Steve Ross, ESPN, uh, Mark Barlstein at Priority Sports, you know, and and you try to take different aspects from from everybody that, that you come across and you have to be your own person. Um, I think one of the keys in life, someone told me a couple of years ago, it's what you learn when you think you know it all. And 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 what I mean by that, and again, I go back to the great people at Open Sesame, like they're about being the best version of yourself and constantly learning. And, you know, they have an incredible catalog of content that I, I think to me is extremely inspiring. And that to me is what it's all about. Like keep learning and keep putting yourself in a position where you're refining yourself. And let's face it, like 15 years ago, if you were running a business or if you were trying to build a team, be it football, baseball, or, you know, be a supervisor, you probably weren't worrying about things like TikTok and Instagram. But if you don't speak that language to a certain degree, again, you don't have to be an expert in social media. It's going to be harder for you to influence the outcome than it was just a few years ago. All right.
1: Coming up on January 25th at 11 a.m. Eastern time, 8 a.m. Pacific time. Mike Tannenbaum and Cleveland Browns Chief Strategy Officer Paul D. Podesta are going to participate in a webinar. I actually have the good fortune of moderating the conversation. What can pro sports teach us about the power of risks? You can register at opensesame.com. I highly recommend that you participate in that webinar. If you want to follow Mike Tannenbaum on Twitter, at real. Tannenbaum. Mike, thanks so much for joining me on the Learning Unlocked podcast. I look forward to our webinar on January 25th and best of success to you going forward.
0: Brian, thanks so much and uh, really appreciate you uh, working with us on this and really excited about our future together.
1: Thanks for listening to Learning Unlocked, presented by Open Sesame. Download this and every episode on Apple Podcasts and
0: Spotify. Learning Unlocked is produced by Griggs Productions.